Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Right, let's go to our first show. James Dempsey joins us once again. It's Life and Beth. Here's a clip. People think so. Anyway, now I'm thinking about coffee. I would like a cappuccino, whole milk, dry, no sweetener. I I have my own stevia in my bag. This isn't like, she's not a barista. She's fine. She can do it. She can do it. What's your name, dear? Amanada. (gasps) Amanada? Yeah. (gasps) Oh, where are you from? Queens. My parents are from Mali. I went to Peru last year. Actually, I will take the, the champagne. Thank you. Thank you, Aminata. It's a beautiful name. Molly's nowhere near Peru. So? It's it's not a good thing. Well, I'm, honey, I'm sorry. Right, that's Life and Beth, all episodes of season one now streaming on Disney+. Plus. James Dempsey's with us uh, once again. This is an Amy Schumer vehicle. A very much a vehicle in the sense that she created it, wrote it, stars in it and uh, directs some of the episodes as well, including the one, the opening one that we just heard the clip from there. So right. like it's kind of, you know, when, when Amy Schumer was announced to host the Oscars, like I guess in February, March, whenever they were, I was kind of thinking like, you know, I wonder why, because, you know, she kind of, not that she's fallen out of, well, she has somewhat uh, fallen out mm. of, uh, you know, media circles. And uh, this show was for Hulu, which Disney owns. And I think the Oscars was on ABC and that's how she got okay. that role. And um, it is a one-stop shop for her, but it is very much cut from the mould of what you would expect a, uh, you know, a, a kind of a comedian who came out, let's say, 10, 12 years ago as this shock value kind of... Mm. Uh, blaringly feminist and female comedian who also would like make very sexist jokes as well kind of thing right so she you know as a comedian Amy Schumer was not afraid to um, to use to have risque material and I was listening to an interviewer an interview with her in which she said that you know this was sort of one way that she tried to sort of step out from the crowd and and, and, and begin to make a name for herself as a comedian and this is exactly the kind of project you would expect from someone you know, 10, 12, 15 years later when they have moved on in their career, they don't need to do that anymore and they decide to write a comedy and it often isn't funny on purpose, right? Like it oh, is... it's one of them. Yes, yeah. it's one of them, right? Now, the title... Uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, like in five years' time, someone's going to go into Hulu and it says, I've got this revolutionary idea. We're going to make a sitcom, but it's got jokes in exactly. it. <laughs> so it is a... It's a it's a grown-up comedian's sitcom where it's a bit maudlin and a bit sad and it's about introspection and looking back at life's traumas. Now, mm. that's not to say there aren't jokes, there are some very, very funny jokes. Okay. Um, it all centres around this inciting incident in her life that I think will count as a spoiler, so I won't go into it. But when we meet Beth in the first episode, obviously played by Amy Schumer, she's a successful wine uh, seller. Like she works for, you know, a wine distribution company. She's right. living in uh, in New York City with her hunk of a boyfriend, but they've been together for sort of 10 years and there's no sign of them, you know, get, getting married or, or anything, moving on in life, I guess. Mm. And uh, she's sort of reasonably successful, but you get the impression that she's not particularly happy with her life. It's just all kind of rolling along, going through the motions. 
And then she, who we heard in the clip there was her, this encounter with her mother. And sort of, I was watching, you know, the the scene where they introduce her mother um, involves Amy Schumer coming, coming down an escalator. And I'm looking at this actress who's playing her mother going, is that her sister? Because mm. the woman who plays her mother is only 42 years old. And <laughs> I was sort of like, like what, what's going on here? But it's actually because there's an awful lot of flashbacks uh, ah, involving right, Amy okay. Schumer as a teenager and her mother being played by the same actress. And basically the show then is it takes this meandering turn through Beth's life as she uh, relocates to Long Island after this incident takes place. And while there, she encounters all kinds of people and reconnects with her past and, as I said, her past traumas, but also her old friends and makes new friends. Uh, there might be a new romantic interest at one point that comes in the shape of uh, um, Michael Sarah, late of Arrested Development, who plays a character named John, who is based actually on Amy Schumer's husband, who's a chef. I think he's a chef named Chris Fisher, who was diagnosed as autistic later on in his life, maybe when he was in his 40s. So John Sarah is playing a character based on that. And Schumer herself has said that this is kind of semi-autobiographical. It is pretty much 50-50 down the line. Parts mm. of it are taken from her real life. The rest of it is made up. On the whole, I, I, I liked it without loving it, right? As I said, it, it, there's nothing unexpected from it in the sense that it is this maudlin, comedian, introspective, sad sometimes and then, you know, very dark, maybe not very dark, but like kind of miserable, miserableist humour. And I've seen that before. Like, Mm. I mean, I've seen that every time anyone does, any comedian does any show about being in their 40s, right? Like it is definitely so, you know, in that sense, it's not revelatory. Where I guess it gets a bit of a leg up is Amy Schumer is quite a famous comedian, right? I mean, she, you know, she made this big name for herself uh, in the last 15 years. And because of that, there's a lot of kind of star wattage and and um, group, like she clearly has friends in the industry or she's liked in the industry because there's a lot of famous people cropping up in this in little minor roles. Like the list of cameos in the first episode, you get John Early, who was in uh, Search Party, like one of my all time favourites, Kate Berlant, these two comedians that are very famous I guess to millennials if you're on the internet uh, Jonathan Groff of of uh, Looking and Mindhunter and uh, all kinds of things he plays like this himbo trainer that she reconnects with and then uh, you have Hank Azaria as well I won't actually can't say what he is because that would definitely be a spoiler but um, you have all these big names in these tiny little roles so clearly Amy Schumer has enough star power and or uh, friends in the in the business that yeah. want to support her I can't say I absolutely loved it, but I thought it was, like, I don't mean this in a damning way. I thought it was grand. Like, I thought it was Mm. an easy, fairly, uh, fairly, fairly ordinary watch, but funny when it meant to be funny and sad when it meant to be sad. But nothing, you know, nothing particularly new or novel in that. Yeah, but character main character goes back to old home place and you know reconnects with her past yeah. and reevaluates everything is we've seen that before we have and I think we have times. yeah we have yeah <laughs> right okay it was grand uh, we'll move on to our next show it is Brainstorm it's on Mondays at 8.30pm on RT1 uh, though you can also catch up in the RT player here's a clip here's up the mirror Daryl so how do you feel about this little suit on you yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. Really when do you make the communion? Have you got a date? Uh, May 30th. May 30th. Years ago, the parents came in, the child or whatever, and the aunties, and getting a sailor suit, and that was it. So these are all summer colours. See how these lovely colours for summer? So pick one of them there you think you'd like the best. Well, the last few years, like, it's been slim fit suits, tight trousers, moccasins, you know, thicky bows, that kind of thing. 
In a way, the clothes make the whole thing very real for children. Obviously, there is this focus on the white dress for girls, in the sense of boys dressing up and getting the suit and getting the hair right. That, to me, is kind of a more recent indicator of how Ireland has changed, because like a lot of globalised societies, men are expected to present themselves in a certain way. And there's a bit of pressure in that way as well. Right, that's a, a brainstorm. Is it a science show? Is it a sociological show? What kind of show is it? It's a bit of a mix, right? Yeah. So brainstorm is, um, is a, I think vertical might be the right noun to use, even though I think vertical is an adjective. <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, is a, a vertical on the RTE website that involves, uh, it, was, it was created in, in the autumn, in autumn 2017. And it's a partnership sort of between RTE and various different universities, the Technical University of Dublin, I think, maybe UCC, definitely DCU is in it. But all, a, a number of these academic institutes and Intel computing. And, on, and since 2017, they have made various bits of content for the website or podcast or whatever, right? All to do with sort of kind of social research or scientific research and how these ideas can be applied to kind of general thinking or mm. some very specific things. And f- from that now comes this five-part documentary series um, hosted by Donald Fallon, described as social historian, I think hidden history's man here, right? Yeah. And uh, he goes around and basically does uh, just does all these various different things, right? So like in the kind of, you know, in, in the very first episode of the show, uh, well, I can't quite remember exactly. <laughs> but across the episodes that I watched, multiple things that he did were uh, include exploring how voting is done in the Eurovision with two geographers from Maynooth University. Okay. Talking about the role of the First Holy Communion in society as a marker for young people. Which was the clip we exactly. heard. Uh, uh, talking about how the, the slitter has been standardised in the GAA and the process of doing that. Looking at research to determine who was the greatest snooker player of all time. Um, amongst oh, how your accent might affect your job prospects various different things right and each one of them is interesting it's well packaged uh, Donald Fallon makes for like a very kind of affable nice easygoing host who goes around and talks to people and it's all very pleasant to watch what's a little bit strange is just kind of how scattershot it is in the sense that when you if you sit down at 8.30 tonight to watch the next episode episode 4 or 5 you know I, the, the, you'll have no idea what's on or what's coming down the pipeline because there's no connective tissue between the ideas. Yeah. It's literally just I'm going to go from Eurovision voting to the slitter <laughs> to <laughs> to you know First Holy Communion to what your accent means for your job prospects. And there's no even attempts to kind of draw some sort of parallel or 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 line or or anything. It's just hmm. They just created all these little mini packages. I kind of wonder where they created maybe not originally with the intent as a TV show, maybe yeah. as little individual RTE player items. And then someone said, actually, let's just stick them together and, and, and put it on at 8.30. But that's not to say that it is a bad show by any means. When it is like when you're watching them, they're very interesting. It's sort of an interesting con- concept, this whole, you know, vertical, as I said, right? They have these experts, they have access to universities who are probably saying, we've got research in this and this and this and this. And the producers of the show go, well, how can we spin a tail out of that? What you know, angle can we take on this? They have experts ready to talk. And the whole thing is, as I said, packaged very nicely and well put together. Nice graphics, nice music, nicely shot. Like, it's an easy watch. Uh, it's just, it's a bit haphazard. Uh, and each edition of the show 
covers one subject or, no, no, or several? E- each edition covers like four separate items, four to five separate oh, items. Right, and they okay. are just completely whatever <laughs> comes yeah. about that day. And there's there's no, as I said, like, and that's what I mean, the way there's, it's kind of odd that there's no connection between them. Like, it's not Donal at the start going, like, today we're going to discuss voice and like maybe do something about the accent or then, or maybe fashion yeah, maybe. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. it's just, we're doing this now and then we're doing that then and then we're doing X and Y later on. And it just is a bit all over the place. Right. Okay. So but, it's, but it works. So, well, no, yeah, it, sounds, it actually does sound very interesting, but probably like a fiendishly difficult to come up with a title for a show like that. Hence, Brainstorm doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think there may be a Brainstorm also on uh, on Netflix. What effect does having uh, making the First Communion have on young people? That Other actually, than that leaves them considerably that richer. I, I did think was really, really interesting. It was this idea that, um, you know, the First Holy Communion, like if you are religious, obviously it has this connotation of, you know, taking the mm. Holy Host for the first time and uh, not and hopefully not your last time. But uh, I think on a social side, they were sort of saying that this is an event for children to sort of begin to feel like they're beginning to grow up, right? Because they have to kind of put on a costume and they are centre of attention and in their family all focuses on them not for their birthday not for you know for something that comes along as an age milestone that isn't birth related Mm. Um, and and it's a one off and it's a one off and how you know the girls white dresses uh, have been this marker or signifier for decades and decades and decades but increasingly now boys are expected to look like to be dressed in smart suits mm-hmm. and look the part in a way that, you know, they maybe didn't 20 years ago, even 15 years ago. And yeah, I thought it was actually very interesting. All right. OK. All <laughs> uh, right. We'll move on to our uh, third show of the day. Uh, back for its second season, The Flight Attendant starts Thursday at 9pm on Sky Showcase. Here's a clip. OK, ew, that's not mine. What, what do you mean that's not yours? That's not mine. Oh, OK, well, it looks like your uniform. Trust me, it's the one I was wearing. You unzipped it and that was... That one is, that's not mine. Hey, you got a Viewmaster. They're awesome. I don't know what that is. That is, I didn't put that in this bag. This is obviously not my, I, okay, okay. The Viewmaster is not yours. Okay. Oh my God, what is that? Someone tell me what that is. What is that? That, that, uh, that is, uh, I believe that that is a wig with blood on it. Why is there a wig with blood on your shirt? I touched it. I touched all the things. I touched it. Uh, yes, you did touch all the things. Um, okay, here's the thing. Mm. There are a lot of weird things going on around me, more than you know, and um, I'm starting to think that maybe someone is pretending to be me. Right, season two of The Flight Attendant. I really enjoyed the first season, James, but it was one of those things that you kind of half you hope that they don't because it was a complete story. It was, and, and it was so, you know, it was driven by this plot that you can't really see it going on to a second season because it's all resolved right Mm. by the end of the first season. But I did really like it as well. I thought it was just very fun, right? And easy watch and silly. And even though it was a thriller that involved, you know, a man getting his throat slit very graphically yeah. it was light yeah. and frothy and easy going and buoyed on by Kaylee Cuoco doing this brilliant performance as just in, you know as this very uh, conflicted alcoholic flight attendant who is very likeable and uh, despite wearing her trauma on her sleeve you know uh, frothy and easy going and yeah. fun as well yeah. And I, I, like you, I sort of thought, mm, I don't know if this will be able to pull off a second season. 
And I will say I've only seen kind of two episodes of, of the new one, but so far so good in that sense, right? So they've cleverly moved things on a little bit in terms of the story. So uh, Quoco plays Cassie, who is now uh, one year sober as an alcoholic and recovering alcoholic and has relocated from New York City to Los Angeles, but is still a flight attendant for the airline that I can't remember, something Atlantic. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, Imperial Atlantic, I want to say. And uh, at, uh, you know, this time, um, she she is also has become an asset for the CIA. An asset just means she passes on a file or she takes a photograph of someone when she's flying to Berlin or flying to okay. Paris or whatever. Now, is that connected to the previous series in any sense? It's connected in the sense that right at the end of the previous series, they said to her, will you be an asset? Right. Okay, <laughs> so said, yes, right. Yes. Okay. Not that bit. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> right. So, uh, other than that, there's not an awful lot of connection to the first season. Zosha Mamet, I think I'm saying that right, uh, still plays Annie, her best friend, the mm. lawyer, um, and Rosie Perez, who uh, had a role in the first series and sort of is uh, makes and sort of disappears herself at the end of the first series, is appearing uh, sp- sparsely. And okay. I understand there's a few cameos from people from the first season, but there's a great cast coming in this one as well. You also have. Um, uh, Cheryl Hines of of Curb Your Enthusiasm, May Martin of uh, the the Channel Four show, the comedian show. I can't remember what it was called. She's the oh, le- it was called May. I think. May, sorry. Yes, sorry. <laughs> uh, Sharon Stone and Shoray Agdashlu, like lots of big uh, character actresses appearing in this. What I like the most about it is it is just fun, right? Mm. The episodes are like 45 minutes. They're frothy and silly. The production quality is really good. Like the the music is fantastic. <laughs> something that it, like uh, I wouldn't normally call on but I really enjoy is how it's styled right like Quoco has the best hair you've seen on TV <laughs> in 2022 her coats would give Nicole Kidman a run for the run for their for their money uh, and she like she's an actress that I guess I wouldn't have really rated too highly before this probably unfairly despite the fact that she has been like kind of a jobbing actress for about 20 years yeah like when yeah. I was a teenager she was in a Disney show called Eight simple rules for dating my teenage daughter and she's been consistently working since then despite really not needing to certainly not after the 19 seasons of The Big Bang Theory in mm. which she earned like a million dollars an episode so she is <laughs> she's loaded right yeah. but um, but when this came out this was like a big big sort of break for her for for snobs right who who would have looked down their nose at like me who would have looked down their nose at The Big Bang Theory and the thing about The Big Bang Theory is even though I didn't find it funny they're all very good comedic actors, right? Yeah. Who can who were able to play their roles in such a way that made it a huge, huge hit for such a long time. And she was the straight woman in it. Mm. So she didn't get to do that much. And here she gets to do an awful lot and she does it extremely well. And it is just fun to watch. Yeah, no, and she's really good at being like a total mess, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but you kind of, uh, you still have sympathy for yeah, her. You, yeah, she sells it and she just has that charm, right? There's just something about her that I find exceptionally charming and easy to watch and I just hope this goes the full distance and uh, I hope they wrap it up the whole thing before it, you know, before it goes too far. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the, the, you know, the first off, that was by the one off work because it was, you know, circumstances yes. and happenstance that got her into these things but now you can't keep repeating them no. forever. No, yeah. not forever anyway. Yeah, let's hope not. 
Right, those three shows talking about today, Life and Beth. All episodes of season one now streaming on Disney+. Plus. Brainstorm that's on Mondays at 8.30pm on RT1 or you can uh, you can take a gamble on the on the RTE player and The Flight Attendant Season 2 starts Thursday at 9pm on Sky Showcase. Thanks a million James Thank Dempsey you. as ever you are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. Want to take a break? Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.